Hi, I'm Mike Cavanaugh. So I have a question for you. Have you ever experienced a moment of synchronicity in your life that felt like life was giving you a sign? Like you had a chance encounter with somebody? Or something happened at just the right moment that was almost too perfect to be merely a coincidence? And maybe even that one moment of serendipity, it changed the entire course of your life. This is a story about exactly that phenomenon. The story centers around a particular place, a little oasis nestled in the city I live in, a city called Park Ridge. And the person who this all happened to, that person is... I might forget my name. (laughs) From Back to the Breath Media, I'm Mike Cavanaugh, and this is Voices, a show that's about bringing you personal stories of real people who bring a city to life. It was an unseasonably warm Friday afternoon, and I was unloading 40 pounds of gear from the trunk of my car and lugging it into the peaceful oasis I mentioned earlier to meet up with a woman who did, in fact, remember her name. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. So Carly and I sit down to talk about her journey, how it is that life's twists and turns had led her to where she is now, especially given where things started for her which is somewhere that it starts for many of us. For me, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I uh, got my bachelor's in communications. After I graduated, I was like looking in marketing and advertising. I got a job in marketing, lasted for about a week. What happened? It just... I didn't feel like I was doing what I was meant to be doing. I wasn't happy. I don't want to sell things I don't believe in. It just didn't make sense in my heart. It just wasn't. I was like, I know I want to do what I want to be doing, and this isn't it, even though I didn't know what it, what it was at that point. Growing up, Carly's father had always owned his own business as a chiropractor, and her mother worked for the family business as well. So Carly came home and started working for her father, too. And what was that like? It had its ups and downs, and it was hard to separate boss and dad, and we would definitely run into some issues there. I mean, yeah, there were times where he would just be tell me to make calls or send out uh, mailings, and I would just be like, we don't need to do that. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not doing that. And when there was a disagreement like that, who would win out? Yeah, like, I'm the victor. (laughs) Despite Carly's victor status in the family business, it wasn't her forever career. So she began surveying her life for clues as to what she might feel drawn to pursuing next. And this reflection brought her back to something she first discovered when she was in college and immediately fell in love with it. But that discovery... It had nothing to do with communications or marketing or business. It was a class she took for extra credit, a yoga class. What was it about that first yoga experience that resonated so deeply? (sighs) Seriously, it was like, it was the first time I like loved my body. That was really, that was really what it was. It was the first time like, The pressure was off, and I could do what worked for me and feel like I was perfect the way I was, and I 
yeah, I, it was the first time I like felt like I was developing a healthy relationship with my body, and it was really powerful. Yoga became a regular part of her life, and as she continued with it, something started happening. I just kept practicing yoga, and people would say things to me in class, just like, oh, I watched you the whole time, or like, you really are good at that. People would encourage me to teach. Did the idea of teaching resonate for you? It's definitely a mixed bag. I felt like I'm doing, this feels so right, this feels so good to me. And if I could share that, if people could feel what I'm feeling from this practice and I could share that, like, holy moly, what another gift that would be. But then there was another part of me, the doubt creeped in and I'm just like, again, with my body, like, I felt like I didn't look like a typical yogi. I'm not stick thin. I don't look like a ballerina. I'm like, will people want to take yoga from me if I don't look like that like that typical yogi. So what ended up winning out? I felt so strongly called that my my doubt and my fear couldn't couldn't hold me back. I I had to do it. So Carly took the leap of faith. And she embarked upon teacher training with a well-known yoga master, and when she finished, she set out to start teaching in the real world. But what she didn't know was that she was about to have a chance encounter with someone that would change the course of her life forever. What was that encounter? That, coming up after the break. Before the break, Carly had just followed a call from within to pursue training to become a yoga teacher. But there's a long distance between getting certified and building a career out of it. Carly had yet to teach a single class. But then, an opportunity came her way to teach part-time at Export Fitness. And for her very first teaching assignment, she was asked to substitute for another teacher. The first class that I was going to sub, I was all nervous and I wanted to go take the class that the the teacher I was subbing for, I wanted to take it first, see what kind of style she taught, what level it was, get the vibe so I could give the students something similar. And I ended up falling in love with this yoga teacher. She was amazing. I just felt this connection with her. And so we started chatting afterwards and we exchanged numbers and we became friends. And she was like, my friend is opening up a yoga studio in Park Ridge. You have to come teach there. So she took her new friend's advice and she started teaching at the new studio as well as at Export, all while continuing to work some hours in the family business. And in many ways, things were unfolding as she hoped, except with one small problem. So I'm doing that. It's going great. I love teaching, um, but I'm running all around town at this point. I was spending a lot of my life in my car and making barely any money um, doing it. Like, I felt like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing, but I was like, um, how am I going to survive and get off on my own and, and make this a living? And that's when something happened. The day that Carly had dropped in on the class she was going to sub for for her first ever teaching opportunity and she met and became friends with the class's yoga teacher, 
Well, the truly chance nature of that encounter hadn't been fully revealed to her yet. That new studio that Carly was teaching at? Well, she got a call, one that she never expected, from the owner of that studio about the future of that studio. The owner was getting remarried and moving kind of far away, and she was trying to sell it and couldn't find anybody. And then she asked me if I if I wanted to buy it, and um, I was like, I don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel? When she asked that. I was a baby yoga teacher at that point. Like, I didn't know what, that's how I felt. I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing and you want me to take this over. But then it was like, like I said, that call, like, how can you, how could I deny this gift? It was a gift because Carly was being offered a studio that somebody had already done the work to get off the ground at the exact time that Carly was realizing her current path wasn't sustainable. But the reality was that this gift came with a price tag that Carly simply couldn't afford. But yeah, then the whole money thing was another thing. So so what did you do? I ended up going through the system and um, adding up all the classes that she still had owed to people. And it was about what she was trying to sell the studio for. It was about $20,000 worth of classes. And so I came to her and I was like, I don't have any money to pay you, um, but I'll take it over with all these classes that you owe. And it was, there was a lot of back and forth. She was trying to do other things. I didn't know if it was going to happen, but eventually she said yes. And I ended up taking it over. How did you feel? Definitely scary. Definitely very, yeah, um, still to this day, sometimes I feel like I don't know what I'm doing and I just fake it till I make it. But I was also like, this is a dream come true. I'm being gifted a yoga studio. Like all the beginning work has been done. All the pieces have been put together. I already know how it works here because I've been working here since day one. It felt like, wow, this is happening. Carly had gone from working for her dad's business to following her intuition and becoming a yoga teacher to a chance encounter with a woman who introduced her to the studio that she was now the owner of. A studio called Sun and Moon Yoga. But given how new this studio was at the time, success wasn't a foregone conclusion. If the studio was going to make it, Carly needed to grow it. My goal was to just try to get the classes that were already on the schedule to fill up. It was still, the yoga studio was still a baby too. You know, it hadn't even been two years. We were still developing a clientele. I was like putting coupons out there and running deals and all this stuff, just trying to to get the classes full. And then um, I wanted to add classes on from there. And what about the doubt you felt before? Did that go away? It... It, it it comes back here and there, but um, but no, I deep down like I oh I know that I know that I'm doing what I meant to to do, and I do, I don't believe that voice when it comes, and I actually I've come to kind of feel like 
like my humanness, my not being that typical yogi is inviting to people. It lets them let their guard down and let them, they can be human. You, anybody can do yoga. You don't have to be a certain type of way to do whatever it is you want to do. If you're called to do it, just show up and, and do it. The thing that's really important to me when people walk through the doors is that they feel the, the non-judgment that they can just come here and not feel like they have to be anything but who they are. I don't want it to be some place where you feel like you're coming and competing with the yogi next to you or behind you or like you have to, like I don't want anybody to feel like they have to be anything. You don't have to be anything. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to believe anything I say. You just listen to your heart, be intuitive and let the judgment go. And that, That leaning into the very source of her doubts, that created an authentic, safe space that allowed the studio to grow and flourish and become a living, breathing, self-sustaining community. How did it feel to have it working so well? It's still, it's hard for me to even like, it's hard for me to think that I even did it, like to take responsibility for it. I don't know, it's, yeah, it just feels like a gift so much. In other words, Carly wasn't just teaching yoga, she was living yoga, practicing something that seems so simple and yet remains so elusive for so many of us, trusting the flow of life. And doing so led her to having this dream come true of coming to own her own studio in a serendipitous way and to creating the conditions around which a thriving community took shape. But the universe? Well, it wasn't exactly done yet. It had other plans. And its plans? they threatened to take away the very studio that had been given to her, and much, much more. That, after the break. Before the break, Carly had pursued the path of yoga in more ways than one. She was trusting the flow of life, And that flow led her to a fortuitous turn of events, inheriting a studio and paying for it by taking on all the unfulfilled customer commitments. It looked like things were finally gelling in her life. But then, life took a turn. It began with Carly experiencing profound challenges in her personal life. This was the single most difficult period of her life, and it was everything Carly could do just to continue being a new mom to her son and to keep the studio running. And then, in March of 2020, the world entered lockdown. And like so many small businesses, the studio's future was now in jeopardy. What was the hardest thing you'd been through with the business? I mean, when when we got shut down, like, yeah. When when we got shut down and we had to close the doors, it was really, um, really scary. We got everything together on Zoom, all the classes on, but, you know, it's not the same. And um, there's just obviously so much fear um, at that time. Do you worry about the studio not making it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still, it's still like we still haven't come back. I'm still working to to get back, it's still been, been a struggle. 
But throughout this time, it's been her yoga practice, this thing that's been so important to her over the years that she's come back to over and over again. I really have also, like, I just, I try so hard to have faith and trust, and I just tried so hard to practice that. I know that the challenges make us stronger, that they're here for us. Um, so I just, I just tried to practice Practice the yoga, practice what I preach and practice what I teach and just trust and believe that however it happened, whether we made it or not, um, that it was going to be okay and that it was going to be the way it was meant to be. Sometimes we're forced into that change. And and I, I, say, I say thank you for, for the struggles and the challenges too. I, I have this thing I share in class sometimes. I say... We need to say thank you for the fuck yous, for the, the things we want to say fuck you to. We want to say thank you. This is how we get stronger and um, break through and do things we think we couldn't. All the ways we have to step into the fear. And more than just the yoga practice, it's also been this place and the community that's grown up around it that supported the healing. This is something that I could tell was different about this place, even as I watched people filing out of a class that ended just before Carly and I met at the studio for our conversation. People had this relaxed, casual energy, like they just gathered in a friend's living room to do some yoga together. I described this to Carly. Yes, yes. Uh, I love that you say that because that's... Oh, that's everything. It's like the practice is meant to bring you home, you know, home, home to yourself. Yeah. And it seems like not only have you helped create this, this oasis for others, but it's also like all the people who come here, they've also created that for you. Yeah, I know it definitely has been an oasis for many people. People have gone through a lot of things in these walls, let go of a lot of things and been through a lot of hard life things. And, and so have I. I've, I've pulled up in the parking lot crying because of what's going on in life. And um, I come in here and I, I use that. Like I really do in my teaching, I really, above all, like I use life and my experiences as my teaching. I can understand that best. I know how it feels. And I know that we all share this human experience and maybe what I'm feeling and how I'm dealing with it can make sense to somebody else. So I, I share that through, through my teaching. I'm curious, do you ever wish all the challenging phase you personally went through, like that it, that you didn't have to go through it? No, I, when I finally got through that, I lost a bunch of weight. Like I, I let go of that weight that I was carrying of all of that. I started feeling so much stronger inside and out. And like to this day, my, my practice, like I'm, I'm stronger than I've ever been in my life from, from going through all of that. It was just another example from the universe, from God, whatever you want to call it, that the challenges make us stronger. And we can get through hard things and do things we think we couldn't. And, you know, 
It's obviously, it's easy to be happy and peaceful when everything's going your way, you know? It's like, oh, this is great. I'm, ah, oh, yes, happy, easy. Um, but when it gets hard, like that's when we're being tested. That's when we have to, that's why, that's when we have to have faith. When we don't know what's, what's gonna happen, when we don't know how it's gonna end, when it's hard, that's when we have to have faith and trust and say, thank you for the fuck yous. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of this pilot season of Voices, a show that's about bringing you real and personal stories about the people of a city, everyone from business owners and people involved in causes to everyday people with a story to share about their life. This is a show that for me is a reminder to connect more deeply with the amazing people and incredible stories from your very own community. If you'd like to follow this show, visit voicesofparkridge.org. That's voicesofparkridge.org. Thank you so much for listening.